Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. And Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here. And I'll... Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedal to the Metal Radio podcast. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, your rock news, your metal news, uh, unsigned band. Uh, with new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers! Welcome, everybody, to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I am your main man and host, Eddie Monster here, and we've got quite the ninth episode for you guys. That's right. We've got a brand new segment that we'll be introducing later on in the show, as well as the Unsigned Band of the Week. We've got a very, very minuscule chat room talk. We didn't get much, but what we did get, I thought, was a pretty good answer, if you, if I do say so myself. Now, listen, times are tough, all right? Bands are not doing as much chat room activities as I would like them to do. But yet they're answering with virtual concerts, which sounds just as amazing. Steel Panther wants to save the world. Why not? Virtual concert. Metal Injection wants to throw their own festival. Why the fuck not? That's what I say. So anyways, we've got, uh, like I said, we've got quite the show. we got a new segment, Unsigned Band of the Week. But right now, I need to get into the business side of things. That's right. Let's get these things done and out of the way. First and foremost, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash eddiemonster82. Again, that's Eddie, E-D-D-I-E, monster82. You can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. And you can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio show. Uh, you can also follow the blog at pedal to the metal radio show.blogspot.com. Those are all the places you can get all of your pedal to the metal goods. Uh, we're also on on um, we're also on YouTube, but I got to work out how that works and the URL and all that fun, fun, fun stuff. Uh, the only current thing that's on there is uh, the Lemmy tribute episode. If you guys have not seen it, you should check it out. Uh, but yeah, those are all the those. Are, that's the business side of things, man. It's easy. It's nice and easy. We get it done. We get it out of the way, and we can get the show on the road. That's right. And by getting the show on the road. I want to get into a segment here that I've loved and we've been doing, and this is the sixth band, I believe, that we're going to have on the Unsigned Band of the Week. I believe so. And this band is a very, 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 very cool band. They're right here in my backyard of Boston, Massachusetts, so I'm very proud and pleased to announce City of Dis as this week's Unsigned Band of the Week. If you're wondering who City of Dis is, they are a four-piece progressive metal band, as I said, from Boston, Mass. They kind of dabble in progressive sludge, rock and metal. They've got some pretty sweet influences. When you start listening to them, you can hear 
some of those influences, especially Baroness, I can definitely hear in their music. But these guys are cool, and they're very, very focused on everything they do. And that comes with the territory with a progressive metal band. They're very into their, you know, the notes and all that fun, fun stuff. I would, you know, I try to talk like a musician, but I'm really not. Uh, but anyways, these guys are awesome. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city of dis band that's dis d-i-s band you can also go to their website at city of you can follow them on twitter at city of dis band and instagram as well at city of dis band telling you you guys will not be disappointed whatsoever by these guys you can follow them on Bandcamp as well so check them out on Bandcamp city of dis now, the track that I chose from the band is off their EP called The Flawed Design, and the song is called Oathbreaker. Now, one of the most badass things about this track is the fact that for the first two or three minutes, it's an epic instrumental. Let me tell you, it reminds me of the old days of metal, of especially prog metal, when a lot of bands would, would open up these these tracks with these epic like instrumentals before they would actually get into the flow of the song. And you hear a lot of this in bands like Baroness and Mastodon today, which is cool, and, and they've been carrying the torch of prog metal. These guys are definitely getting the job done, I'm telling you. So without further ado, let's get into the track. Here it is. This is Oathbreaker right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Once again, that was City of Discs. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash City of Discs Band. Again, follow them on Facebook. They are awesome. Check them out. They're from Boston, right here, my hometown. Uh, so anyways, we want to get into some news here because there's uh, quite some amazing stuff to talk about. And one of the things I wanted to get into, obviously, um, if you're like me, you're a fan of concerts, right? And we're all missing them greatly. I mean, at this point, you know, there's nothing to do and everything this summer is kind of canceled. Uh, so somebody went online and apparently tweeted to Kevin Lyman that uh, emo kids had nowhere to go. Right? Poor The poor emo kids. The poor pop punk kids. They had nowhere to go. They got nowhere, nothing to do. You know, where are they going to gather in a parking lot somewhere where hundreds of bands are begging them for money? Because there's no Warp Tour anymore, right? Anyways, so Kevin Lyman basically answered after a kid uh, had asked that there was nowhere for them to go. Kevin Lyman kind of said, well, it might just be under a new name. So people are suspecting now that the Warp Tour might be coming back, but it might be coming back under a different name. Um, but just not under Warp Tour. I don't know the reasoning behind that, if there's a logical reason why he can't just bring back the Warp Tour. I mean, as we know, uh, Mayhem Fest was supposed to come back, uh, but obviously this summer everything's canceled. Um, so again, I mean, I don't know why they can't, come back under the warp tour maybe he feels that uh this could be something refreshing for them to have it have a new name maybe a new setup maybe a new way they do things or the kind of bands they they pick i don't know i remember the warp tour for years was just you know it was it was a place for pop punk kids um or punk you know, or hardcore. It was it was that scene because I remember bands like AFI playing that. I remember bands uh, like Four Year Strong or, or MXPX, I believe was what they were called. Could be wrong. Rancid, all sorts of bands like that. And uh, then slowly they started introducing, you know, metal bands to the fold. Like I remember uh, Avenged Sevenfold being a part of Warp Tour. I remember. Uh, Whitechapel being a part of that at one point, or maybe a couple. I remember the Dillinger Escape Plan being on Warp Tour, and I got to interview them at the Warp Tour, which was fun. Um, I had no idea who they were, by the way, at the time. But I was like, they were like, well, you know, you need to inter like interview these bands, and I was so eager to interview bands at the time that I, I took it. Um, but nonetheless, you know, the Warp Tour could be coming back at as uh, something else. So moving on, and speaking of the Mayhem Fest, I remember earlier this year, a bunch of us were super excited, right? You know, it was like, oh, Mayhem Fest is coming back. There was like this thing, you know, hashtag Mayhem 2020. There was this thing with Rocky Balboa and, and saying, don't call it a comeback. And then the rumor that Megadeth and Lamb of God were headlining it. And then that was quickly uh, shot down because obviously that got announced as 
a package tour of its own. And then uh, obviously, you know, the pandemic hit. So, you know, they had no choice but to postpone the return of the Mayhem Fest to 2021. And the only thing I'm hoping, right, is that if you're going to bring back the Mayhem Fest, let's do it right. Okay, let's bring bands that we haven't already seen on the Mayhem Fest like a million times. I mean, we've already had Megadeth. We've already had Lamb of God. Um, Let a band like Trivium, for instance, headline Mayhem Fest. You know, start bringing in these younger generation bands and, and start letting them headline. Because Trivium is right there. You know, their new album, What the Dead Man Say, is just absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, for them, you know, maybe headlining Mayhem would be an awesome thing. You know what I mean? Try bringing bands that you normally would have never brought onto Mayhem Fest. You know, like bring Possessed, you know, and have them on as a main stage act. I mean, I think that'd be fucking killer, you know, to have uh even mayhem why not you know but to have possessed that would be sick that would be totally sick so i'm thinking like you know like they should have this be a tour that's just completely out of the box kind of thinking as far as you know what bands and who should be on it um i'm hoping for big 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 time bands i want this to be awesome i want this to be a reason for me to get off my ass from where I normally would be, get to my computer, click, and then buy tickets. That's what I want for next year. Um, so, yeah, so obviously 2021, we're going to have to wait until then uh, to figure out who's going to be on Mayhem Fest 2021. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. But, you know, there's bands that are doing things right now, like Steel Panther. Um, just go to steelpantherrocks.com. They're doing this thing where they're they're planning to save the world with a virtual concert. You can buy tickets to that. That should be fun. You know, I announced that at the beginning of the show. Um, and you know, and it looks cool. You know, they're selling and and they're selling T-shirts. They're doing stuff like that. I know there was another band that was doing the same thing. And actually, it's my mistake. It's it's Metal Injection is hosting their own festival. It's called the Slay at Home a Virtual Metal Music and Arts Festival, which is taking place May 29th and May 30th on Metal Injection's YouTube page. You can also go to slayathomefest.com, and they've got some great merch there you can check out. And it looks like it's going to be a an interesting uh, festival of sorts. They've got some pretty cool people. Uh, you're going to see performances from Suicide Silence, Tesseract, Darkest Hour, 12-Foot Ninja. You got Old Brother, Silver Tomb, Asteroid, Contra Cult, Collective, uh, A.A. Williams, Myrone, and many, many more. Um, apparently, they're also going to be doing stuff where uh, certain people will be teaming up with others and they'll be covering songs, which is pretty cool. Uh, I look forward to that. And uh, that you can expect... To have uh, Pustilus Maximus of Guar, uh, Tiziano Volante of Zeal and Ardor, uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder, 
You got Sasha from Intronaut, Johnny Kelly, Ash Pearson, and Brody Brody Utley of Rivers of Nile uh, will be in that too. So that should be pretty fun. I've been enjoying those covers that I've seen people collaborating on so, so much. That is so much fun. I've, I've heard so many amazing, amazing covers. Chris Jericho is even getting in on it, uh, doing Kiss covers. And that seems like fun. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, check it out. Slay at Home Fest. Uh, one big story that has sort of hit the internet as far as the metal world is concerned. I don't know why it's huge news. This should be the norm considering, you know, we're already 20 years into the 21st century. But nonetheless, it continues to be a story. And this isn't the first time that we've seen this. And believe me, I say this with the utmost respect. Okay. I don't mean any disrespect from what I'm saying. But uh, Laura Jane Grace, everybody knows from Against Me, she came out saying she was transgendered. Nobody batted an eye. We were just like, all right, cool. You know, but believe me, I, I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure behind a decision like that. And that's what Liturgy's Hunter Hunt Hendricks had to go through um, before he came out recently and said that he was also transgendered. And that's a huge, huge decision. I mean, there's obviously, for us that aren't involved in that, you know, we say, okay, easier said than done. You know, or like, hey, you know, who cares, man? Just come out, you know, like, but that's easy for us to say if we're not involved in that lifestyle. But for those people, it's, you know, it, it might not be as easy as we think it is. You know what I mean? And uh, he recently commented saying, I am a woman. I've always been one. The love I have to give is a woman's love, if only because it is mine. To varying degrees, many already understand this, but I'd like to make a clear statement about my actual gender. So good for her, right? Um, you know, she goes on, the music and ideas I compose come, come from a female heart. Whatever that means, and I don't want to partially distort the transmission through an effeminate male mask n- any longer. Through a long developing process, I've finally broken free from some kind of compromise I felt I needed to accept without being fully conscious of what I was doing or able to seriously imagine an alternative for myself. It has been very emotional and it's over now, so I'm punctuating it. And good for her. Exactly what I said. Good for her. Have you guys ever checked out Liturgy? It is by far the most interesting, interesting form of black metal I've ever heard in my whole entire life. It's called post-black metal, but it's interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Just interesting. I just checked out uh, Liturgy's newest album, which is uh, H-A-Q-Q. So I checked it out. It was released last year. And I was at first I was like, what the hell am I listening to? First of all, but then I, I, you know, sort of like I gave it a chance and I was like, okay, this is interesting. It's like avant-garde black metal if I was really to try to pinpoint a certain genre on them. But uh, yeah, so check them out, Liturgy, and uh, congratulations to Hunter uh, for coming out. That, that is a huge step. It's a huge, huge step. Okay, Hunter Hunt 
Hendricks. I'm interested to find out if she's going to keep Hunter as a name or not. Like if she's going to do what Laura uh, Laura Jane Grace did. You know what I mean? Remains to be seen. Uh, But we're going to move on. And right now we're going to move on to a new segment. I said it right in the beginning of the show that I had a brand spanking new segment for y'all. And I was serious. This is fun. So every once in a while... I look for unsigned bands all the time. I try to find as many as I can because, you know, they make the they, they make this show go round if I really want to put it into into words. So, I discovered a band somehow. I don't even know how. They just they popped up on my Facebook and I was instantly interested. I was like, I need to know who Witch Taint is. So I looked up Witch Taint, and what I really discovered is one of the most extremely extreme Norwegian black metal bands of all time from Gary, Indiana. I seriously can't handle it. They are so extreme, but these guys are just, they're awesome, right? Check this out. They were, this is what they write. Take the most extreme black metal band of all time and then multiply it by 50 or something and then go sit in a ditch while listening to it and then you're still not even close to how brutal this is. Besides, you can't handle it anyways. And they're right. I can't handle it. I don't know how I handled it at the time that I did, but I it still amazes me. These These guys are awesome. And I had to have them on the show. So, of course, I did some research and figured out that they were signed. But no problem. Because now we have a new segment on the show. And this is called Bands You Should Know. Right? These are bands that you should get to know. And you should seriously, seriously get to know Witch Taint. Go to facebook.com forward slash Witch Taint. Or you can go to their Bandcamp, witchtaint.bandcamp.com, and just immerse yourself in all of their extreme goodness. You can also find them on Spotify. Just look up Witch Taint. I love them. And the song that I'm going to play on the show is an amazing, amazing song. I loved it from the first minute I heard it. It's on their album, Sons of Midwestern Darkness. We've got to listen to this one. This one's called Sons of of Satan and it's right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio. This is a band you should know. Let's check it out. Day. You're never gonna fucking believe What we 
suggesting that or anything. We just meant that we are your sons in the figurative sense. We were not suggesting that you had sexual intercourse with our mothers. Great. Okay. I'm really glad we cleared this up. I guess just, I don't know, go to the guitar solo now or something. back everybody once again that was witch taint follow them on facebook facebook.com forward slash witch taint you're not going to regret it check out the rest of their album sons of midwestern darkness it is fucking awesome it's one of my favorite releases um that i've been able that i've discovered so it's a great 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 album i want to get into uh a few more news segments before we move on to a very brief chat room talk if i'm being very honest with you guys um in saying that uh obviously 10 years ago on uh this past so technically this podcast comes out every sunday so the saturday before this podcast was released 10 years ago we lost the great ronnie james dio um 
to a long battle with cancer. Uh, Ronnie, obviously one of the greatest metal vocalists of all time. Uh, he's up there. I mean, when you think of the greatest of the great in, in the history of metal, you can't deny Rob Halford and you can't deny Ronnie James Dio. Just two of the greatest to ever, ever exist. And uh, that's the bottom line. And the world lost a great. I was lucky that I was able to see him live with Heaven and Hell. I never, unfortunately, I never got the chance to see Dio uh, solo or with whatever, any other project. Definitely not old enough to have seen him with Rainbow. But I never got to see him solo, which was definitely one of my biggest regrets because that's really what I wanted to see was Dio solo. But good enough for me, I got to see him with Heaven and Hell, and that worked. Um, so it's the 10-year anniversary of that. Uh, go out, break out a Dio record. I don't care if it's Rainbow. I don't care if it's you know, uh, Sabbath, if it's Dio solo, just blast Dio as loud as you possibly fucking can and, you know, rock on. Um, other news as well, uh, 32 years ago, as this podcast is being released, Judas Priest released the album Ram It Down, which was uh, Priest sort of returning um, back to their metal roots that they kind of abandoned with the last record turbo if you kind of get what i'm saying there so it was a decent record uh nothing like painkiller which was the album that would follow this but ram it down was an excellent lead to painkiller so 32 years ago today judas priest releases ram it down an amazing amazing record um in other news apparently one of my favorite bands um, to come out of that new wave of American American metal, I think is what they were trying to call it back in the day. I remember they were like Lamb of God, you know, Kill Switch Engage, Hatebreed. All these bands were being considered the new wave of American metal. And one of those bands was Shadows Fall. Earlier in the uh, in one of the podcasts earlier in in the season, we had Brian Fair. He did a shout out for us. Uh, but apparently, COVID nineteen has really fucked a lot of things. And apparently, a Shadows Fall reunion is definitely one of those things that it screwed up. Because uh, Brian Fair told uh, another podcast, he says we've been trying to figure out a way to play some shows and work it out. Schedule wise, it's been pretty tough. Just with Anthrax Overkill and Matt's been busy on and off with Act of Defiance in his own studio and things like that. Me and Paul, meaning Romanko, are working well. We're working full time. Now it's real hard. Um, they went on hiatus back in 2014. And I remember seeing Shadows Fall at OzFest. And then I remember a funny story. I'll tell it real quick. I ran into Brian Fair at this mall, this local mall to me called the emerald square mall and i remember i was going down an escalator i was with my best friend and you know we're walking and we're talking and i don't really see the guy's face but i see these dreads that reach the floor right so we're going down an escalator and he's going up the escalators and I just remember like kind of like looking back because I was like, holy shit, that guy's dreads are huge. Uh, 
And I remember looking, and they literally could have gotten caught in the escalators. That's how long they were. And I looked at my friend, and at first, I don't know what was going on with me. I must have had like a brain fart for a minute because we made it all the way to the bottom floor. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, we got to go back. And my friend's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, that was Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. And my buddy wasn't a huge Shadows Fall fan, so I don't blame him for that. But he was like, okay. He was my buddy. My buddy Matt is always he's down for everything. You know what I mean? And uh, so we come back and we go up, and I'm like, oh, he must have gone to the third floor, which was where the food court was. And sure enough, there he was trying to enjoy his pizza. And here I am being an asshole. And I interrupt the guy. Now, he didn't mind. So, you know, I'm just saying I'm being the jerk, right, and interrupting a guy. Because I know, you know, how much of a pain in the ass it is to be interrupted when you're trying to eat. Um, And I just was like, hey, listen, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to, like, interrupt you. But, you know, just wondering, like, what the hell are you doing, like, at this mall? Because, you know, you've always heard stories and, and and Western Mass is very, very far from where I am. I mean, granted, if you live in Texas, it's not as far as, say, you know, from Dallas to Austin. I mean, I think it's like the distance from where I am to where they're from, Springfield, I think is like three or four times the trip from Austin to Dallas, I think, you know. But uh, for us Mass Holes... Or at least for me, it's a far distance. I'm like, oh, drive to Springfield? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, But anyways, and he answered. He nicely answered. And then I was just kind of did my thing. Like, all right, man, I just wanted to say I love you guys. Saw you at OzFest. Cool. See you later. And that was the end of the story. Ta-da. And then my story of Shadows Fall. But anyways, yeah, so they're apparently trying to get something going again. Maybe, you know, some performances, stuff like that. And I would love to see Shadows Fall reunite. Those guys were sick and insane. That would be totally cool with me. Um, In our next piece of news, now I had said earlier in the podcast that Steel Panther was doing a virtual concert. Well, now you can add Clutch to that list of bands doing virtual concerts. Now, over the past weeks, Clutch have been doing a lot of live mini sets. Well, now they're prepared and they're teaming up with other bands to put on a virtual concert called Live from the Doom Saloon Volume 1, which is going to take place May 27th. And Clutch is going to be supported by Crowbar, Blacktop Mojo, and Saul. It's going to be awesome. Um trying to think so neil fallon says over the past few weeks clutch has been streaming very short sets on our youtube channel official clutch we are excited to announce that we will be playing a much longer set and teaming up with crowbar blacktop mojo and saul for a virtual four band bill doors are at 330 saul goes on at four followed by blacktop mojo at 435 and crowbar at 510 clutch's set will start at approximately 555 and all of the times are Eastern Standard Time. And he says, have a beer in your pajamas. So obviously, there is a site that you're going to go to if you want to buy tickets to this. And it's live from dot events forward slash doom saloon. That is where you can buy tickets. Tickets are only $9. 
and you can check out a, a virtual set you know why not like this might be you know the way we have to start doing things from now on you know what i mean like we're not going to have the virtue of being able to go out to concerts so why not support a band see a concert live and and from you know the luxury of your own home crank the ac especially if it's getting hot in your area and then have you know crack a beer and have some fun that's what it's all about baby so yeah again live from dot events forward slash doom saloon is where you can buy your tickets to that clutch virtual concert on may 27th and tickets go on sale wednesday may 20th uh right now to finish off the show i want to get into a very short chat room talk and it's very very short it's a one question one answer thing uh code orange went on again on their twitch and they did something they did uh it was kind of cool they did a, a bass and drum performance uh match with the music and it was kind of pretty cool and they answered a few questions in the beginning but then they promised hey at the end we'll answer questions and they only answered a few questions here and there and i was lucky enough to get in a question with uh joe goldman and reba meyer and really my question was more aimed towards joe but it was kind of cool to see reba uh, answer the question as well but the question i asked was what were the main differences per se in recording uh this album from the previous records because i know you know certain times bands only have so long to record certain records they're not afforded much time and then eventually when they've gained enough success usually their follow-up is one where it's like they have all the time in the world or you know the factors were different and i wanted to hear the answer and then they they actually even divulge a little bit uh and they continue on but here's what they said so uh eddie valent asking about the recording process differences for bass um i know joe has some thoughts on that but the last one we were a lot more careful about it um and joe put a ton of time in. we all were kind of uh collaborating on the tone and took tons of time and um but previous to that we recorded some stuff with will yip that was also awesome and before that we had done stuff with kurt Ballou. and it's actually kind of a funny story because we were so pressed for time because we always try to squeeze like as much as possible in like way too little of time as we always do and joe ended up having to record all the parts like in this tiny room whilst other things were going on uh, it was yeah. insane yeah it was uh it's kind of one of those things where bass a lot of times gets forgotten about just because it's you know guitar tones take so long drum takes take so long vocal takes take so long so uh we had kind of on the last record we had like a day to kind of figure it all out uh to just get everything done for the entire album for bass to get the tones to get the takes to get everything uh and we pulled it off somehow but um yeah this this time around we got there was a lot more time i got to sit down with nick and the rest of the band and really sit there and kind of think everything out and get everything like perfect this time which was a really great experience yeah much respect because joe oftentimes like we we all get so scatterbrained and want to add so many layers of like guitars and synths and electronics and vocals and bass is something that you obviously can't really layer it <laughs> so you in my brain it's like oh bass we can handle that but we oftentimes like don't give him a lot of time to get his stuff done but he works super hard and um he got it all and it sounds amazing on the record i 
I started on bass too, so I have a lot of love yeah, for true. it. True, my my OG right here. The OG. Joe actually uh, bought my first P bass off me, and then I think we lost it. <laughs> within yeah, within about a year, yeah, uh, that it just sucks. disappeared. Um, Joe, how do? You As I said before, I was only afforded one question, and unfortunately, it was very short, short uh, segment. But I look forward to more from Code Orange in the future. These guys are are absolutely amazing. Um, if you've not checked out Code Orange, you need to right now. But again, that is going to do it for me here at Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I hope that you guys all enjoyed, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week right here on Pedal to the Metal Podcast. See ya. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Jerry Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here. And I'll- hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout-out to Pedal to the Metal Radio the podcast. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, your, your rock news, your metal news, uh, unsigned bands. Uh, with new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers! <laughs>